Hej! What's up, Dave? How's How it going? It's good, Marcus. How you doing, man? It's good to be here. Doing all right. Doing all right. I'm glad we finally got to sit down and uh, record this. We talk on the phone all the time. We never... Right. And you're doing podcasts and I'm doing podcasts. That's, and That's something I've talked to a lot of uh, parents about is... And that's why I want to do that extra podcast with parents. Yeah. Because how many times I have conversations with parents that are 45 minutes or an hour long, and we talk about some stuff that I know that other parents would love right. to hear or discuss in some way. Um, so trying to just get them down on audio, I think, is just a lot of good information uh, that we talk about a lot of times. Well, and you, same with us. So Yeah, you've built a business from nothing. You know, just started it with an idea, which is to me is incredible. Right. And but you know, the conversations you have with parents, like you said, a lot of those would be of value to other people. Yeah. You know, me, I get to talk to, you know, track gives me a lot of free reign. I get to talk to whoever I want to every week, which is really cool. And you know, I think you know, you've listened to a couple. I obviously listen to these guys, and yeah, I think it helps us so much. As I usually talk to coaches, which is so cool. You kind of right. I always tell people, you know, they say, well, how do you pick what you talk to them about? I'm like, I. I wouldn't people imagine we're just sitting at the bar or dinner table. Yeah. And it's just like you're sitting next to me and going, ask him this, mm -hmm. ask him this. You mm -hmm. know, but my smart friends, I don't mean that the wrong way, but like the guys that wrestled right. at a high level, the guys that coached at a high level. Yeah. And you know you're never going to get the secret sauce from some of these guys, but you know, you know me, I've been, I'm old, unfortunately, right. so I know a lot of guys and kind of get a chance to get yeah. maybe a little more than just somebody that calls them up with nothing but a press pass. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's and that's what we were trying to stay away from. It also is the like standard questions. Right. You know, like, how's the program looking? Sure. What are you looking for in a recruit? I remember <laughs> I asked that ten times. First ten, I'm, like, I'm gonna stop asking because I want a kid with great grades, yeah, no right? behavioral yeah. problems, exactly. really athletic, works hard, yep. never skips school. You might as well go to a, the bar and say, "What are you looking for in a girl?" <laughs> yeah, it's always gonna be the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, so let's uh, talk about, I'm pulling up this flyer right now. Yeah. Um, so big things happening, changes this year to your event. Why don't you start, like, tell me a little bit about how this got started. It's super interesting. So in 2012, um, I was hired by a person. There was a young man that had committed suicide from post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, 20, you know, 22 vet veterans a day are killing themselves in mm -hmm. PTSD, man. It's unbelievable. Yep. And the, you know, so anyway, let me, let me sit. And so they wanted to run an event to honor him. He was an MMA fighter afterwards. He was like a lot of people that do that. Like MMA and wrestling is kind of the closest thing to a brotherhood that you're right. going to have yeah. from the military. Sure. Uh, it's also why when we do our events, we never use the word war. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, it's just a pet peeve of mine, but, like, when people are like, we're going to go to war, or, right. like, that was a war out there. Like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't, right? No. Like, yeah. even if you get injured, you're not going to die. Yeah, I think I was just, I can't remember what I was just listening to yesterday, and I don't, I don't mean to interject, but it was to just reiterate what you're saying, what they were talking about is that, like, it's not the same. Like, it's not the same. You're not going to war. It's not, it's about not life war. or death. You're not seeing somebody that is your best friend have their leg blown off next to you. You know, like, yes, you're not seeing people lose their lives. They're not seeing things around you and experiencing things that are going to traumatically affect you for the rest of your life. You're wrestling a match. You're doing a fight. Like, it's not the same. And it's stuff you love. Right. 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 Like, you know, you were a really good wrestler. I think I was a pretty good wrestler. We loved it. Yeah. We loved it. Even that nervous energy. Like, that's the thing we probably both miss more yeah. than anything in the world. Like yeah. that, 
you know, the first time that guy collar ties, you're like, okay, yeah. I'm in the fight now. Yep. But I'm not in a war, I'm in the fight. Yeah. So anyway, so we, we ran this event and uh, the people that hired me, they were responding very quickly to a tragedy. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have a 501c3 set up sure. and they right. were just kind of like, the cart was in front of the horse a little bit. So I called Randy Couture, you, you know, he, mm -hmm. he's a buddy of mine. Yep. And I was like, A, how much do I charge these people to do this? Because I kind of done bits and pieces of it. And then B, how does it work? And he goes, well, they don't have a 501c3 set up. You can't do it because it takes a year and you want to do your event in nine months. Yeah. So I said, so this is just a dead end. He goes, well, no, if, if they hire you, we'll shepherd you through the process. Mm -hmm. And they, I don't want to say what they charged us to do it, but it was significantly less than what they were supposed to. Right. And so you can imagine, well, you know, you started a business from nothing. You yeah. can imagine starting a charity from nothing and either yeah. saying, hey, this is the Marcus and Dave charity or we're uh, aligned with the Extreme Couture GI Foundation. Right. Like one of you gives you a lot more credibility than the other, right? Absolutely. And so we ran that event. It was very successful. Um, I kind of felt like I owed Randy one, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. Sure. And he never made me feel that way. Right. I just was like, there were, the statistics show literally how many people's lives we saved with that PTSD event. Mm -hmm. You know, they, these people went to this equine therapy and all this stuff. And it's like, I remember telling the person that I ran this with, I'm like, there's probably 21 families this year that are having Christmas mm -hmm. that don't even know that yeah. they, it's, there, there should be tra Could have been very tragically different. different right. So Chris Roseman from the St. Louis Sports Commission, who you know, mm -hmm. uh, he talked to me in 2014 about when we had eight days of wrestling here, D2s, D1s. Right. And he said, I want to have something with wrestling every day in between. Yeah. So, you know, Friday, Saturday, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we've got to fill Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He had the clinic, coach's clinic on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We do the all-metro meet on Sunday. Yeah. He had something on Monday, but nothing on Tuesday. And I said, I have this crazy idea. Yeah. And I said, and what is it? And I had some Missouri border brawl. I didn't have a name for it. <laughs> I didn't, you know, like I just, I want us to, Missouri to wrestle the best states from around. Sure. Uh, but I need your help. So what Chris does, he gives me tickets to give those kids to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't pay them. Right. You know, we don't pay for their travel. They get a discount and I got to give Corey Musial and Union Station a shout out. They give us awesome priced rooms. That place is the coolest place in town to stay yeah. at. You're a 17, 18 year old. All you gotta do is go to your room and come down the steps to the meet. Yeah. And you've been at you that meet. You a private locker room. Yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah, you know, exactly. And, but the meet's so cool, right? Cause when it's at, that's the host hotel. Yeah. So like, so I had this idea, Chris said he would do it. And I, I was like, I need, I needed buy-in, right? So I, uh, I went to Eric Carrero's Hall of Fame induction that summer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I talked to Sandy Stevens. I said, will you announce this? Because she's the voice of wrestling, right. right? And Sandy's, I mean, I have the best mom in the world, but if I needed somebody to adopt me, Sandy would do it. Right. She's amazing, right? Right. And then uh, I talked to Joe Smith. Uh -huh. and, and you know my family's friends with John and, yeah. and Tony and them. I said, Joe, I want you to wrestle in this event. And I said, if you wrestle in it, it'll happen because yeah. you'll get all the other guys. Right. I, there's no kid that can go, well, I'm not wrestling. And I'm like, well, John Smith's kid's wrestling in it, right. so how'd you get too good for it, yeah. you know? And so those two dominoes happened in June, which were nine months ahead of time. We were able to market that. And it just, we kept it really small. It was like 800 people there. Mm -hmm. We got some sponsors. 
Uh, it was military focused. You know, we had the the colors and all that sort of thing. Right. And you were there, unbelievable. I mean, the cool thing was we had unbelievable matches, man. Right. Like we had like Jaden Clayton, who's now Jaden Ironman. Yeah. Wrestling Cade Brock. Yep. And he beat Cade. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that was coming. You know, Connor Flynn, Joe Smith. Pretty badly. Too. Seven to one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew Cade was in for it because Jaden every day was like, I get a chance to prove I'm the best guy in the country. And like, yeah. I think Cade was like, I just, I'm just going to go beat this right. dude, you know. And it, it shows you how important the, the, the muscle of the mind is, right? right? It's the most important thing. Sure. Uh, and then we had, you know, we had partnered with Flow Premier League at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that doesn't exist anymore. But right. um, we had Ed Ruth and Jake Herbert, yep. which was awesome. It was. And, and the coolest thing was I gave those guys gear. Most of them had sponsors. Ed didn't have a sponsor, so he wore his Missouri Border Brawl compression top. Yeah. And he, he uh, folding chaired. Herbert in the second period. Yeah. yeah. And so he got a ton of hits, ton of likes, you know. Yeah. Cliff Keen was putting it up everywhere at the time. And so so that happened. But w- when we started it, to kind of go back, I was like, man, if I'm, it, okay, you know a ton of people in wrestling in St. Louis. I do too, right? If I run this event, everybody and their b- boys are going to be like, come on, come on, Maritania, hook me up with them free tickets, right? right? Like, come on, we go way back. Yeah. So I call Randy, I go, if I'm going to do this for your charity. Yeah. Because now, like, you're my guy. But... I'm like, Keep going. My watch is beeping over here. Okay. It's going to bother me. But I'm like, hey, you're my guy. But um, you know, we were, it was just like, hey, if I run this for charity, I'm sorry, Marcus, you know, the money is going to somebody with, with no arms or no legs. Right. Like, just, you know, buy a ticket. Sure. You know, introduce you to Randy, you know. Yeah. Bring your wife, you know. Yeah. And so it, 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 it uh, Cleaned out a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and so that happened. 2016, we didn't do anything because the Nationals were in New York. 2017, we did it again. 2018, we were going to do Ohio Border Brawl, and the people we partnered up there, I'm not going to name names, they're just absolutely incompetent. Mm-hmm. Well, so we decided to do Battle for Missouri, which was just East versus West, mm-hmm. and we worked with, with Greg Stahl from Misha and made sure we were compliant with everything they wanted. Right. And so then this, we were going to go, okay, well do it in St. Louis and we'll do it in Kansas City. For sure. And then I kind of threw a monkey wrench in things. Yeah. We were just going to do it. And then I covered AWL mm-hmm. for track. Right. And I saw and I'm like, these guys need to partner with us. Right. Because they're doing top-down marketing. People are, I'm waving my hands around, nobody's looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's okay. I'm an honorary Italian for the day. <laughs> and uh, and we, we mark it up, you know, like, hey, these guys wrestle for TWA, so they're going to buy 25 tickets. Right. You know, these wrestle for Farmington High School, they're going to buy 25 tickets. Sure. And so I talked to Wayne and Johnny, and I was like, you guys need to just partner up with us. You don't need to run 12 matches. Just run a couple matches. Mm-hmm. You know, help, you can help split expenses with us. Right. And so that led to us, we're going to really have three pieces. We're going to have a battle for Missouri, East versus West. We're going to have Missouri Border Brawl, like our elite, elite Missouri guys, like Devin Winston, uh, Josh Saunders, Kyrene, guys like that. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a couple AWL matches. Super excited. Alan Waters is going to wrestle Joe Colon. Nice. LeVon Mays is going to wrestle Joey LaValle. Nice. And then uh, Jaden Cox is going to be there either doing a clinic or we're working on something that's kind of in the works. Gotcha. And we're working actually on a three-style match between two guys. We're one period freestyle, one period Greco, one period folk style. Nice. So That's awesome. I have gotten over my fear of growing. Yeah. And, uh, but it's different, too. Like, 
like you have partners in TWA, right? So right. when you make a decision, you have to think about those partners and not just yourself and their names. Right. And they're well-known guys. Sure. I'm partnered with Randy. It's not the extreme Mirakatani GI Foundation, right? Right. right. So I want to make sure that it's represented. Sure favorably and I always wanted I would rather be small and really cool mm -hmm. than big and sloppy right right yeah that's well I think the same thing because um, <clears throat> for me that's what I worry about is that as we grow that the things that we pride ourselves on you know like individual attention um, low class sizes you know yeah like really personal relationships what you guys do yeah you live that but it, it, as we add more kids and I get bigger, that becomes more and more difficult to do. And so trying to make sure that we don't lose who we are in the process of growing. And we have to grow because that's the only way it's going to keep being a thing. You know, It's, it's like, like being a college program, right? When, when you go to a program and it's not very good, the coach goes, well, look, we're going to spend all our time on you because we need you to place, right? Mm -hmm. We need you to win it. Right. And then the big program was saying to you, look, we produce national champions every year. You right. come in, follow our formula. But the thing is, the little program wants to be the big program. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we did that at Merrimack, right? We went from being like 15th, 20th every year. And when we went out and fundraised and then right. brought in hammers, and we told them, we're like, this is just going to be a lot more nights. Like, instead of me watching film with two guys a night, it's going to be four guys a mm -hmm. night, five guys a night. Right. But here's the other thing, and you know this. The best, you want to be a great coach, get great guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Because they wrestle with each other. Sure. I'm like, Marcus, what'd you just do to me? Yeah. And if you're doing it to everybody, I'm like, all right, let's stop. Right. Marcus, what are you doing? We're, yeah. And that's, that. I mean, as, and definitely in college, right? In youth, it's a little different. Because it's like, <laughs> at six years old, you don't know who's going to be a good guy, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely, you know, when you're trying to build that college team, getting good kids in there that are willing to put in the work, willing to wrestle with each other, have a good growth mindset. They don't think that they're the best in the world already right now. Like they gotta be thinking, I'm here to get better and I'm here to achieve my goals and get further along than what I am right now. Well, you and me could have a whole hour conversation about youth wrestling. And I mean, there's all these videos now about moms and dads going crazy and stuff right. like that. And you know, I talk to guys like you that do it, uh, you know, like Bricker Dixon, Jason Keck, Cornell Robinson, you know, all these guys that have seen all these youth stuff, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like Bonham, Joe Weir, and all those guys. And there's some guys that have really healthy attitudes about it. I don't know the guys I mentioned do. You right. know, I wouldn't mention them, right? right? But there's other guys that they're like, they're living their second childhood through this kid. Yeah. And they take it personally. Right. And they're screaming at kids. And here's the thing. Even if a six-year-old quits, right, is screaming at him right. in front of a bunch, is that yeah. the answer? No. And that, right. they, they're looking at it too much as a direct reflection on them. And last night we just had a talk with all of our kids about that you are not your worst actions and you're not your best actions. Who you really are is somewhere between those two. Right? Yeah. Like, think yeah. of the worst thing you've ever done. Like, that's not you. That's a bad choice you made. And if right. you, could, you would probably take it back if you could. Right. Same time, think about the best, most selfless thing you've ever done. Yeah. You don't do that every day. Yeah. You can't. I tell but people like there's you're somewhere in between that. Like, there's good people that do bad things and there's bad like, you know, Ted Bundy probably walked a little old lady across the right. street one time, exactly. right? Exactly. Doesn't exactly. mean he's still not no. the most awful human being right. ever, right? And 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 getting you know, we were talking in regards to after a match, keeping that in mind so that if you have a bad match, like that's not indicative of who you are as a wrestler. But that that goes probably doubly for the parents. It's like however your kid performs on the mat 
has no reflection on you as a parent. Like, yeah, it doesn't. And they think that like, if I see my son, unless he's continuously a poor sport, right? That's different. Or she, or you're throwing a fit or you're, or you're just not even trying, which in that case, depending on the age, right? Like if they're seven years old, maybe think about not wrestling tournaments right now. Like they keep giving up in the middle of a match. Don't set them up for failure. Don't keep putting them out there go, Hey, maybe next year we'll try tournaments. This year we're just going to practice. I've never told this story publicly, but I was nine years old and I wanted to wrestle. Yeah. And for people that don't know, my dad's an awesome college coach. Awesome. And eight degree black belt in four different martial arts. The guy understands body movements and wrestling as well as anybody I've ever been around, you know? And I went to this tournament. I went one and two. I wasn't very good. And I'm like, you know, like that little kid sniffle. And we go outside and he's crying. I'm crying. And he goes, stop crying. He goes, stop crying. He goes, you didn't train. Yeah. You didn't deserve to win. Yeah. And my dad's very Japanese. He doesn't say, I love you every day of the week. Right. I, I know he loves me and my brother, sure. but he goes, look, I love you, but you should either train or stop competing. Right. And he goes, either way, it's fine. I stopped wrestling for three years. Sure. Yeah. I did. And yeah. you know what? He never treated me any different. No, that's and when it I should went, be, right? Like, but that's an awesome dad. It is. It is. Because a lot of dads will say that, and then if you pick the one right. they don't want, right. they're like, come on, they're nagging you into it, nagging you into it. And when I wanted to come back, what's cool is my dad had keys to the gym. What was cool is I had a brother who was five pounds lighter than me and right. 14 months younger than me. What was cool was we had college guys who would stick around with us after practice, and I don't want to say beat us up because they, you know, we're right. 12, but would wrestle with us and right. beat us and teach us how to get sure. better. Sure. And I'm friends with a lot of those guys to this day. Right. But at the same time, that, I mean, not at the same time, that sounded wrong. Like, also, while that's happening, like, you're not looking at that as a practice where it's this thing you have to go do that's really hard. It's more of like, hey, we're going to stick around and wrestle with some college guys. Like, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's yeah. That's pretty cool. Right. And then, next, meanwhile, you're getting better and learning wrestling. But it's not a thing where it's like, you have to do this, and if you don't start picking it up, we're going to kick you out of here. And you're not, like, yeah. It's not a thing where you're threatening or using anger to try to get some kids to do something it's more of it's not productive no what's funny is i coached college for 20 years and you think when you're coaching you're rational yeah right and i was at a district this weekend and i'm watching these guys just argue calls that are stupid right yeah i mean like there was one where like the guy's knees were in right everything was in and the guy's yelling that it was out of bounds and not a score because this guy got taken down and i I was like, I actually said to a couple of referees, I'm sure I was probably dumb like 10 years ago. I just want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And they're laughing. They're like, I go, we think we're rational and we're not. We're right. in the, but we're in the fight and we're fighting for our guys and we know how hard they We're not jerks. Right. We care about our guys. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you want the kids to know. And that's, that's what I've had to do before is like softly question a call. It's not because I really want to argue the call. I just got to let that kid know that I got you. You know you're back. fighting for him. I got you back, man. I, every year... I would go to the Lindenwood Open. It was our first tournament. And yeah. you know, in junior college, you have a ton of turnover, right? Yeah. Every year. There's a couple of referees I'm friends with. I go, I'm going to come over. I just need you to warn me. Yeah. Like, I'd whisper to him. I'm sure. like, I, go, I, don't, I don't care what. I think you actually got the call right, but it was close enough for me to come over and argue it. Right. But I'm just going to get a little vociferous now and just hold that fist out and warn me. Right. Yeah. I think that that's <clears throat> a good coach knows. It's a, that's why I've said it's a science and an art. Like, you have to have a scientific approach about knowing how you go about doing things. Yeah. But it requires an artistic touch to go, 
okay, I don't go by the book every time. Like I have to sometimes go against what I said because certain kids are different and certain situations are different. And you have to interpret the information that you're getting and say what's best for my guy long-term right now. Like what, what can I do right now that's gonna help him in the future? Sometimes the carrot, sometimes the whip. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. some, some guys really respond to public challenging, like Marcus, you didn't wrestle that great this week, and you're better than that yeah. in front of your 30 teammates. Right. Some guys rise, some guys melt. Mm -hmm. I've also always thought this. There's one thing, I, I was coaching some youth kids for a while, and every week, and I would say, write down, no matter how the tournament went, write three things you did well, mm -hmm. and write three things you think you could improve on. Right. Because it balances it out, right? And then the other thing is this. I think you can be harder on guys when they win. Yeah. Like, if you took first place, I'm like, Marcus, you're... You stood up with the wrong leg. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got put in a cradle once. Uh, you know, your go-behinds weren't where they need to be. You can take that because you're like, yeah, but coach, I won. You right. know, conversely, I think what most coaches do is they praise guys when they win. Right. And they jump on them when they lose. And, sure. like, I know you. I watched you wrestle. Yeah. Okay? I know how much you wanted to win. And not on Saturday. I know how much you wanted to win on Sunday through Friday. Right. Right. So if you lost... If you wrestle like if you choked if you choked yeah i don't think i need to tell you that right no. i think i need to go marcus actually obstacle marcus you know i didn't make sure you had a good warm-up today yeah i remember aaron senzi got pinned in 20 seconds in the national duels by a kid he ended up beating in the national finals yeah this kid hit him in this little roll through front headlock he wasn't even sweating and we're on the bus back and he goes coach what the blank happened i said it was my fault so yeah. you mean i go I had that scouted. I forgot to tell you. I said, don't even worry about that. Yeah. I said, you're going to beat him in national. Don't even worry about right. it. He goes, what? I go, that's my bad. Yeah. I said, you didn't lose that match. I lost that match for you. Yeah. Well, and it changed completely how he approached the next week of practice. Because right. I said it loud enough that the guys in the bus heard him. So instead of somebody going, ha ha, you got pinned in 20 seconds. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that gets difficult, right? Because it, every... Just like I was saying, every kid's different and you got to know them and you got to know what they tend to do because you can't make excuses for kids. But at the same time, you can't let kids beat themselves up over something that's not that big of a deal. They easy I, it is a big deal like to lose a match. I get it. Like they sure. want to win. We're, we're recording this but, right before state. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of matches that really matter to guys. Right. Every one of them is important there. Yeah. To that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's for five guys watching. that are just happy to be there yeah. <laughs> with the rest of them. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. But even, I mean, yes, you're right. But even them, they want to win. Yeah. But they're probably not going to. Sure. You know, and they know that. All right. Like, they know that they're up against, they're, they're happy that they did qualify. But at the same time, yeah, yeah. they're not going there expecting to lose. Like, like oh, I'm going to go get my two matches in and go sure. home. Sure, get a t-shirt. They, they'd like to win. Yeah, yeah, right. And, you know, some of them, that will cause them to not have a chance because they know that they don't really have a chance. They're just kind of hoping that something happens to where they win. Yeah. But that's a whole nother talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. For um, sure. But yeah, understanding the difference between things that, I mean, you can always do things better. Like when a match doesn't go your way, there's, it, there's always things that are in your control, but there's always usually things that are out of your control too. And you have to learn how to differentiate as best you can between the two and focus your energy on, the things that you can control. Best piece of advice I ever got in my life about dealing with stress, and this was, I'm 48 years old, so this was a long time ago. The guy said, everything in life falls in three categories, things you can control. Oh, well, hello there. Sorry to interrupt. I don't mean to be rude, but 
just for a uh, friendly reminder, if you're enjoying the episode, hit that subscribe button, share, rate us. And if you really enjoy it, again, there is a link in the description to go and support financially with a monthly contribution. And it is greatly appreciated. Thanks, Justin Roth, for your continued support. Now back to the episode. Things you can influence, things you can't do anything about. Right. He goes, whenever stuff's stressing you, write them down, put them in which column they are. He said, everybody worries about bucket three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, so they don't do what they can about right. bucket one. He yes. goes, here's what you do. He goes, you attack bucket one. Yep. When you get done, you work on bucket two. And he goes, and this is how he said it. Whoever your God is, you pray about bucket three every night. Right. That's, I just saw a show the other day, and they had a God can. And what it was was you write down things that are stressed. Just like you said, write it down, wad it up, and throw it in the God can. It ain't my problem. Oh, like, yeah. You know, I thought you meant like God can, like God is able. No, but like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's actually like a trash no, can. No, yeah, yeah. It says God on it. Yeah, and that's you write cool. it down, Same wad thing. it up. Same action. Yours is more visual, which might be better, but yeah, it's super cool. But I think that helps you sort things out mentally, right? right? Like, like I'm running, I'm running two or three events in Kansas City. Yeah. I'm running the fantasy event the Wednesday before nationals. Yeah. And then I have to do all this stuff for track. And in the meantime, I got to do all the rankings and churn out five podcasts. Right. So if you just look at that, you're like, <laughs> if I didn't have a short haircut, I would pull my hair out, right? <laughs> right? But you just have to organize it and you have to go, look, this is gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do the best I can. Right. And if we raise 500 less dollars, Randy and everyone yeah. else is gonna forgive me. Right. I'm gonna do the best I can. Right. Yeah. That's, that's how I always, I remember teaching and I remember that the school district where I taught at used to have some, I don't wanna say silly rules because they're rules that it's sad that in our day and age that we need those kinds of rules for teachers, but they had certain rules for teachers about not following kids on social media, not having their phone numbers, all these things that I'm going, how can I kind of form adequately a relationship. Yeah. mentor a kid if I'm not even allowed to contact him outside of school? You know what I mean? Like if I don't see him in person, apparently I'm not allowed to talk to him. Yeah, it's crazy. So then you, you start going, well, then I started going, well, here, wait on, wait on a second. What am, I, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing by the kid? And if I am, then I'm going to do that. And if they fire me over that, then I'll find something else to do. Because I, I got to stick by what I think is important. When your head hits the pillow at night, right. you got to feel okay with yourself. Yeah, I think that it's what you're doing is making it too easy for coaches to, be a, to say it's not my problem. right? Like, well, whatever they're doing on Saturday night, it's not my problem. I can't. Well, hey, I'd li- I want to do something, but school says I can't. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, well, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. Not my problem yeah. now. I don't have to worry well, about Well, I mean, I grew up with two parents who are both actually in the Wrestling Hall of Fame that approach life the opposite way. Yeah. They're yeah. like, you know, I had a guy come in from town last night, on two, Sunday night. I was like, hey, coach, I'm just passing through. You want to hang out, grab a bite to eat? Like, you know, he just had some stuff on his mind. Yeah. You know? And, right. but, and that relationship was built not because of the two hours a day of practice. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's... Yeah. uh I think that that's the most important thing because when you take an invested interest in their lives, they want to do better. It's somebody that's not mom and dad. You know, mom and dad are going to be there for them their whole lives. But you know as well as I do, once you get around that middle school, early high school age, you don't want to hear anything the dad has to say. Doesn't you know? Like I just tell people, when you're 14, your parents are the dumbest people in the world, exactly. and by the time you're 25, they're geniuses. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know so. Then you get about 30 again and you start to realize like some things that you, you know, like 
just like anybody else, they, they could do better. They're and, still brilliant, though. Uh, they, absolutely. Just, they just have but, idiosyncrasies now. But I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, know, you think like, like, oh, yeah, he does do that a lot. <laughs> well, I, re I recruited your brother. Yeah. I remember talking to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, it's cool how many, you know, with recruiting, like, it's funny, like, somebody will go, I'm from this small town, you probably, I'm like, I'll bet I do, yeah, right. <laughs> you know. And what I find funny, too, is even how, and you can say that I'm right or say that I agree or disagree, but how I've noticed that even my parents or any parents are different with different siblings. Like, I know that there's different ways they treated us, and I don't mean better or worse. I mean, how they went about yeah, not unfairly. Or pull, you know, like, like, oh, he, just like you mentioned earlier. Like, some kids need to go, hey, man, you wrestled like crap in front of the whole team. And you're, you're better than that. Some kids need to pull aside and say, hey, man, it wasn't that bad. You're going to do fine. I was the first guy. My brother was the second guy. <laughs> right. I was, you know. Yeah, I was the guy that when I was at Fargo my senior year, after my senior year. So, after, yeah. post-grad. Right, right. Before going to Mizzou. Mizzou. Yeah. Mike Haggerty. At one of the workouts at South Dakota State, you know, before we go up to Fargo, he uses me as an example and says, I can tell by the way Marcus is working, he's here for a reason. This ain't a vacation. This isn't a trip for him. He's trying to get something done. He's trying to meddle. To me, that's what I need. Like, that made me work even harder. That this made guy, me even Mike more Mike Haggerty believes in me. Because I can't let him down. Yeah. If he thinks that I can do it, then I, I got who it. am I to say no, yeah, but right. I can't do it. Like. He Jedi, I, he Jedi mind trick. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's what I thrived off of. And he's the freaking dang good enough coach that yeah, he knew that. Sure. He could tell. Yeah. You know. And he he probably meant it too. I mean, I'm not saying he just said no. it just to say it, right? But he probably did mean it. He had hundred kids he to knew, pick from. Yeah. He knew that I would would benefit from hearing something like that. And that helped push me to go even further and and because you know, I I was a walk on at Mizzou, like preferred walk on. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, still, yeah, that hangs over your head like that back of your mind. It's always there, like, do I belong here? Because I had to like volunteer to come. Like, yeah. I wasn't somebody that they called and said, "We need you." Sure, I was a guy that said, "I want to go here." Yeah, and they said, "All right, good, we'd love to." I remember you. I recruited <laughs> you, Marcus. Right. I was like, "We want you." <laughs> I know. Uh, I just, I did. I, no, I. You have, chased your dreams, man. And you did great. Well, I know, I know myself, and I. I, I like to say that I know myself. I, at that time, I don't know how well I did, did know myself, but I knew enough that here's a couple things that I knew about myself. Number one, I was not a year-round wrestler at that time. Yeah. I, I couldn't be. Like, I knew how I, I, I... When I say I couldn't be, I probably could have. But for me to have the best attitude going into wrestling, I needed to go away from it for a while. Like, I needed to go do something else. But it wasn't like I left wrestling for the summer and then went and sat on the couch and played video games all summer. I was playing travel baseball. Yeah. I was going all over the place. Sure. Doing all kinds of stuff. Um, but for me, I had to get away to come back and be fresh and get another look and do it again. And the same thing with my trepidation with going to Merrimack, going to Missouri Valley, going to McKendree. These places where I was recruited to go was, number one, not so much with Merrimack. With the other ones, that's like a four-year school. You're not leaving. I'm most likely not leaving. You're not leaving. Even though the coaches will tell you, right? Like, no, they, hey, you know, if you're doing really well and you want to transfer, well, like they. Why would they let their best guy they go? They don't want to do that. I have to let the best guy right. go. Um, and I want you to succeed. But my, my fear with those was I have a very hard time quitting anything, walking away from it. good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if it's 
I'm doing really well here and I need to go, I'll have a hard time going, yeah, let's start the paperwork. Let's get the process started. I, I don't know. It's just easier to keep doing what I'm doing right here. Like, yeah, doing this, like I'll stay here. Sure. Uh, and not that those places are bad or anything like no, that. But My worst fear was that if I'm going to commit five years to wrestling at an intercollegiate school, yeah. I don't ever want to look back and go, oh man, I did really well. I wonder how I would have done at the here. top level. Like, yeah. It's like, I, I felt like I could always go back. I could always go, you can always go back. Yeah. this was too big of a jump. I can go back Should've to any IAG code, whatever. I can drop back down yeah. to something else. Sure. But I felt like I was going to have a really hard time going the other way. No, it's, it's um, fair. Yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of knowing myself and trying to know what I needed and know. And I think that that's a hard thing to do for a 18-year-old kid. I mean, it's you're amazing. old enough to vote and smoke cigarettes, but I, yeah. it's really hard to be introspective and know who you really are and what you need and, and stand up for it. You know, that's yeah. another thing. It's, it's, you might know what you need, but you have these coaches that have been doing this for so long saying something else and, right. and it's easy to go, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I don't really know myself. Um, yeah, but, that's that's always the 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 conundrum, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's the fun, and that's why I'm excited about. Um, you know, I don't. I've never formally announced this. It's not official or anything. But I, I believe, as far as I know, that I'll be coaching at Fontbonne University's new program as assistant coach. Oh yeah, you told me um, about that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's been a whole new experience, right? Learning all of the eligibility rules and all that stuff. Now, what's great about D three? is we don't have a lot of the restrictions because there's no academic or athletic scholarship. Right. So it's all merit-based. So for me, I actually like that. Right. Especially when I'm recruiting most of the kids that are coming through my academy. There's not an unfair like, well, I want this kid more, so I'm going to give him more money. And then this kid feels slighted because he's been there longer. Why would I not offer him money? No. It, yeah. it, you know what I mean? It feels it, much more democratic. Right. But, yeah. Right. Um, and, and also with that, we can recruit everybody. We don't have to, we don't run out of money. Like we can say, we want you here, but if right. you can't afford it, then we get that that's, yeah. you know. Right. We don't have to have favorites. We don't have to get as much into the political part of, you know, who, who we got to decide on, who we think is going to be our best investment. Sure. Uh, it's about more about getting kids involved in a college program and building something that, where we can pick up these kids in the St. Louis area that maybe feel like they're not where they need to be to wrestle at a, a you know, a D2 or... You're doing a lot of what we did at Merrimack. Yeah. Just a little, you know, it's a different formula. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for sure. And you guys, you, you and Prayer do a great job. I saw him in the fall at the Combine in Kansas City. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I recruited for a long time. There's a lot yeah. of, uh, you know, there's recruiting stories are, are great. Oh, for sure. You know, so you'll, you'll, you and I will have some Moscow mules in a couple of years <laughs> and I'll hear those stories. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Those are fun. Well, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about, uh, we'll wrap this up with, uh, let's get some details on. Um... So the event's going to be March 17th. It's going to be inside Kansas City Union Station, which I'm soup the venue. Um, we've talked about this a bunch. You v and me. It's very similar to the St. Union Louis Station. Station. Yeah, very, very, similar. very similar kind of they're not. They're not, those buildings are not related to each other no. anyway, but um, Somebody, it's funny, like once a month I'll run into somebody that, you know, they, they hear I'm in wrestling and they're like, oh, have you been to that border brawl event? And I don't, I just go, yeah, what'd you think of it? It's never about the wrestling. It's always about the venue. Mm -hmm. It's always about, oh, the co these college coaches were there. Oh, like little kids were sitting around the mat. Right. So what I figured out was if you put something in a great venue, yeah, it's like a really nice five-star restaurant. If the meal's not perfect, right, you're still good with your wife, right? Because right. you took her to the five-star restaurant, right? Right. right? right. 
so the venue I'm super excited about. Uh, we've got sponsors like the Tyrone Snowden Woods Wrestling Foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got sponsors like Nike. Got sponsors like um, you know Hoppy's Gun Company and a bunch of other people that are helping us out. And so we're doing it there. It's going to be some, like I said, some Battle for Missouri matches, some Border Brawl matches, heavy Mizzou influence on the pro matches. Yeah. But, you know, that's one, Mizzou's a great program. And two, we're in Missouri. Right. We want to sell tickets. Um, the tickets are at nitrotickets.com, one word. And, you know, I can give you the stuff after that, but our video is right on the main page. Right. I want to thank Jay for that. You just scroll down to events and we're right there. You just click on it and you can go right through and buy tickets. Uh, and then also, like, if people want to be, uh, be donors or sponsors, we have sponsorship tables there and things like that. Uh, I know TWA is donating, like, a clinic mm -hmm. or a camp. You guys are helping us with some Kyle Snyder shoes and things like that. Yeah. You're actually coaching with yeah. my dad. Right. Uh, that wasn't fun at all last year. It was a blast. <laughs> you're, you're sitting between my dad and Randy, and yeah. I walk by, and you're like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so uh, Randy will actually be coaching the Kansas City side this year. We've just decided he'll always coach the home team. Right. Just to keep it fair. Home team Randy advantage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and Jaden's going to be there. Um, Randy's talking to Tyron Woodley yeah. about getting him to come in. So, but when people, what people should know is a lot of people will compare our foundation to the uh, Wounded Warrior and nothing for or against those guys, mm -hmm. but they have more overhead. Randy's gym people actually run the foundation, so there's no overhead to right. the charity. Yep. And our ticket sales cover the event expenses. Mm -hmm. So if Katie donates $5, right. that $5 is going to go to a veteran. Right. It's not going to go to overhead. Yep. And so we want people to know that when they donate silent auction items, we have unbelievable silent auction stuff going. We've already gathered up about $7,000 worth of things. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be cool. We're going to do like some as raffles. Right. Uh, like we're having like a couple weekends in Kansas City, a couple weekends in St. Louis, like hotel night, breakfast, lunch, dinner paid for. Nice. Uh, one in Kansas City, it's hotel, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and $50 shopping at this made in Kansas City store. Awesome. So you kind of get some cool souvenirs. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, if you're a guy... You just take your girl in, like, yeah. everything's taken care of, you right. know? Right. <laughs> and men, like, like oh, like, if we put them in order for you. Here's you take her to breakfast. Yeah. Here's you take her to lunch. Here's your gift card for right. shopping. Here's just dinner. Here's a you. place for drinks. Here's your room key. All you, you, know? you got to do is <laughs> get there. Bid on it. And win. Yeah, right. Okay. So we're doing a couple of those. And there, I think what we're going to do those is, like, a raffle or buy it now. Okay. Because yeah. we just want those right. things. We want them to go. Yeah. You know, sure. but those companies have all donated and they'll all be listed in the program. And uh, it's, I'm excited about the wrestling. I want to, I want to see Alan wrestle Joe. I mean, obviously Joe's a favorite, you right. know, bronze medalist, yeah. but Alan's tricky, man. Yeah. And you know, we, we know we're going to be a thousand people going crazy for Alan. Right. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to hear that M-I-Z chant and. Uh, I'd be disappointed if you didn't. Yeah. And you know, Kansas City showed out when uh, I was at the dual meet at Park Hill when Park Hill wrestled Liberty, and then Mizzou wrestled Virginia. Yep. So we're going to get in contact with Coach Smith, and what we're going to try to do is work out a deal where people that came to that meet, if they come to our meet, we're going to make a donation to the Missouri Wrestling Foundation. Gotcha. So, you know, like you're an alum. You're like, well, I would go. Let's just say you weren't helping us. Like, well, I would go to that meet anyway, but now a portion of my ticket's going to go to right. Missouri Wrestling Foundation. Yep. 
that's a win-win for you. Sure. You know, you can support the program, support the charity, right? And go have a cool time. Yep. So, yeah, it's we're uh, we're excited about it. We'll keep trying to grow. I told Randy, going ten years, we're going to make a hundred thousand dollars on this event. Heck yeah. Well, because you know, I'm a track wrestling tracks owned by NBCSN. Our goal in a couple of years is to be televised. Right. What? Uh, so, just to reiterate, March seventeenth. Yep. Starts at three p.m. Yeah. Doors open at one. Yeah, for sure. Um, get the early hangout. Free parking. Free parking. Your ticket includes free parking, which okay. it's St. Patrick's Day because it's crazy down oh, there. Oh, yeah. So we paid for the lot. Right. Your ticket includes free parking. There 14, you go. 1,400 spaces. So you can get yeah. there. Get yeah, there get early, there early. Go hang out and do some. And then even if you want to go run around Kansas City yep. afterwards, you can just Uber and your car. Because if you try driving around down yeah. there afterwards, it's going to be a be zoo. Crazy. Yeah. Um, trying to look at what else we got. So nitro, nitrotickets.com. Uh, you can get the tickets. Tickets are what ten bucks at five more at the door, so get them ahead of ten time. to forty dollars. Okay, ten so, in the back, forty okay, in the front. Gotcha. There's also VIP tables. Different levels of tickets. Yeah, but they're all five dollars more if you wait till at the door. Right. Okay, so get them ahead of time. Uh, in conjunction with the American Wrestling AWL, if you haven't seen that, go check it out because um, there's a bunch of good matches on there as well. Yeah, well, I want to thank Wayne Boyd and Johnny Ruggiano from those guys. They've been awesome. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing their social media marketing. They're going to have all their Titan Mercury guys nice. tweet. And, you know, yeah. I barely tweet. I, I, I know it's not cool to be on Facebook because I'm doing it. Right. <laughs> but right. but well, those kind of things. It's, but that's where uh, the people that we're marketing to are on. Yeah, you got to get on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and yeah. all that stuff. So we've got kind of a, a small, I don't want to say army, but a small you know, group of people that are really, you know, doing this stuff. Right. And, you know, we've had just super cool donations. Like I went to a float company yesterday, uh, Buoyant Spa, give them a shout out in Chesterfield. They're going to donate, they donated six floats, but they're also going to do a thing where veterans can come in free on one Monday a month yeah. and float for free. That's awesome. It's amazing. It's really cool. Th- th- that is the coolest part of running this stuff is the karma and stories you get. Yeah. Like people that... I tell people there's three kind of people that contribute to this. There's people that admire my buddies. Right. There's people that love the veterans. <laughs> and there's people that love wrestling. Yeah. Like there's some people that just love the veterans. They're like, I don't really care. Right. You know, whether you're doing a wrestling event or a Parcheesi tournament. Right. 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 There's other people that just want to go see great wrestling. Like, yeah. well, that's cool. You're not keeping the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and there's, you know, there's guys like you that are both, but you're predominantly a wrestling guy. Right. Right? I mean, that's how we know each other yeah. is wrestling. Right. So, but it's cool is when you meet people through other walks of life. I was walking through a restaurant. There was a woman wearing a camouflage hat with a USA flag on it. Yeah. I just walked by. I said, I love your hat. You know, it's awesome. She goes, oh, really? I said, yeah, I actually, you know, I'm involved in running, you know, military charity events. And, her, and she goes, you know, introduced me to her son. And turns out she's going to help us raise money. Nice. Her son loves wrestling. Yeah. Her son's going to come to the Jaden awesome. Cox. Yeah. You know, just, but you know, it's kind of gives you a reason to, to talk to people. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. And I walk up to veterans now, like you see the guys running the Vietnam hats and that kind yeah. of stuff or people in fatigues. And I just go, thank you for your service. Yeah. And what's amazing is how many times those men and women don't hear that. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially today's, in today's world. It's <laughs> yeah. We don't need to go into a political rabbit hole, right. but I certainly agree right. with you that these, you know, whatever people's politics are, I would hope that they could get on the same side of the fence of let's support the people that give us the ability to disagree with each yeah. other. Yeah, I think the, the big thing that's missing right now is the ability, I, I guess empathy would be the best word, but just the, the idea that like 
for some reason, people on whatever affiliation, whatever side, whatever sure. your political views, people have a hard time looking at the person who opposes their views. Yeah. And, and understand that they could easily be that person. I mean, so much of your your opinion is a product of your environment, right? Right. So, like, you grew up in Farmington. Sure. I grew up mixed. Yeah. I'm a mixed, like, right. and so I, I dealt with racism. Yeah. I don't think you probably did that much. Uh, not really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's. I guess on the extreme end of like, because I'm so blonde, people used to ask if I was albino. So right. That, so a little bit, <laughs> right? But I'm saying like, but probably less than me and my brother. Did, Definitely. Right. Yeah. You know, like it's you talk to a woman, they go, you did a completely different life, right? right? I saw this video where a guy was holding up a can of Diet Coke or bottle, mm -hmm. and the one side says Diet Coke, the other side says all of the ingredients, and they go, "What do you see?" And you guys see Diet Coke, and the other people, guys see sodium benzo or whatever. Right. Like you know, but you know, you're looking at the same thing. Like right. yeah, we know because we know it's a Diet Coke bottle, right. but sometimes that's yeah, it could be how you feel about subject X, right? And I'm amazed, like my, my group of friends is very politically and socially and ethnically diverse, and you pick any subject and there'll be five posts on why it's awesome and five posts why they hate it. Right. And I'm like, you know what's crazy? I know these 10 people would all get along with each other. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And that's, that's a talk that I was having with somebody the other day was like, man, I just don't know what's gonna happen. Like, I feel like everybody's divided more than ever. And I'm like, only in the fake worlds, like, yeah. When you go out on the street and you go out to eat, are you like fighting with people? No, yeah, no. exactly. You're only arguing on Facebook and Twitter. Like, if you and me pick 10 subjects, we're going to probably disagree about two of them. Yeah. Right? I mean, for real, like, for if sure. we go through it, but it's not going to change. Right. You're still my guy. Yeah. I still love you for what you do to help my charity events. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of what you're doing with your, your club. Right. If there's any, you know, this everywhere, I'm like, hey, if there's anything I can do to help you, let right. me know. That's one of the reasons we're friends. Yep. Like, I don't care how you feel about Subject X. Right. I care that you're a good person. Right. And I care that you care about me. Yep. And nice. sometimes it's just that simple. It doesn't need to be more comp. Well, no. he feels this way about political subject. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's. I guess when we vote, we cancel each other out. Fine. I, that's then, what I was gonna say. I then mean, we can go watch the game together. Vote, and that's why we <laughs> go vote in not anonymity, but you, you're yeah. private. Like you go to a little booth and you right. don't have to tell anyone sure. else how you voted. Like we're going to go do that. And then we're going to go nerd out and pull up the world championships exactly. and watch it together on our exactly. laptop. Right. And wrestling is one of those places. It's, you can see it like, because there's so many people in our community from vastly different backgrounds, vastly different political views, vastly different points of view. So when they get together and yeah. watch a wrestling tournament, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody they just cares. want to see some people get after it. I know? will say this. I think so much, so many racial problems in this country, it's impossible, would be resolved if everybody had to play in a sports team for a year. Yeah. Yeah. A, like, a lot of it. Yeah. Well, because sure. like, I recruited you because you were good. Right. Not because of anything else. Exactly. And the guy next to you might have been a black guy and I recruited him because he was good. Right. Right. Yeah. And the guys that didn't start, sure. didn't start because they were almost albino they didn't start because they weren't good right <laughs> you know? yeah. like, well i mean just it's not race but if you just look at like anthony robles yeah. nobody was going well he's only got one leg i don't know yeah no it's like he he wins matches he works hard and, and he's an inspiration like, yeah yeah why would yeah. i not want him yeah right you know? yeah for sure man and, and i think that that's a lot of just like you said with the diet coke the shift in our perspective to see things like i think it's just too it's lazy it's late. It's really lazy. That's I a good think. way to say it. It's lazy to look at something and just take it for what you see immediately, or just being unwilling to see the perspective of others. Sure. 
Yeah. Like you might disagree with them, but like, right. I think you're a smart guy. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I believe you're a person of intellect. Sure. So if you say, I appreciate it. I think you're being nice, but okay. No, no, it's true. I mean, <laughs> about certain subjects, like all of us, right? Like I'm not going to ask yeah. how quantum physics works. Good. good. <laughs> okay. I don't but, even know if I can spell quantum physics. <laughs> right. I mean, you got very cool, elaborate software here for our podcast, better than mine. <laughs> so, but you know, if I say to you, you, there's something that I believe in and you fundamentally disagree with it. Yeah. Like, Marcus, I respect you. Why do you feel that way? Yeah. Now, you might not change my mind, mm -hmm. but we don't have to have a fight about it. No. Right. Well, I, th I think that that's also a very valuable tool when in the realm that I work in of trying to get kids and parents alike to change habits that they have that are maybe detrimental to what they're actually trying, counterproductive to what they're trying to do. 100%, right? But I can't just go, oh, he's a freaking idiot. Right. Because no, no one... No parent is out there making decisions that they think is going to hurt their kid. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't say no. Very few. Very. Few. They think what they're doing is right. Exactly. All, for the most part, the ma vast majority of parents, everything that they're doing is because they think it's helping their kid. I so a, if I stop and take that approach, it's way easier to not get knee-jerk, mad reaction of like, oh, that's a freaking idiot. I, right. Get out of here. I don't even want you here. I'll give you a super easy example. I had a client one time walk in and she had nine credit cards open, right? Mm. She had like, you know, not a Visa and a MasterCard, but like a JCPenney and a Victoria's Secret and a Lowe's and all these cards. And I said, you know, man, why do you, why do you have all these cards? She goes, I'm, I'm trying to build my credit. Yeah. And I said, what? And she goes, well, I was told if I open all these cards and I keep a balance, it'll build my credit. <laughs> so she was told the wrong thing, right? right? She actually had enough money in the bank to pay them all off. Yeah. The bank was earning 2%. She was being charged 20. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and, I, and I, you, know, you have to very kindly say you should probably smack your friend up the side of the head because right. they're costing right. you 18% a month on $20,000, you <laughs> know? That makes you wonder, like, also, did she misinterpret the information? Maybe. Because like, part of that isn't terrible, but it, as a whole, right. that approach is pretty bad. Clearly it's wrong, <laughs> like, right. But the, you know, the point is, if you don't ask, yeah. you just think she's dumb. Right. Right? You're an idiot. You just go uncontrollably get credit cards. Yeah, you can't like, control yourself. Yeah, what do you, yeah. No, that's not it at all. You lack discipline? No, yeah. I was told to do this. Exactly. And, you know, so the, you, you're right, though. It's like sometimes just literally having a dialogue with somebody. Right. I wish my kids would dialogue back a lot more when I say, why would you do that? I really, I think they think I'm being sarcastic. Like, why would you do such a stupid thing? I don't mean it. Like, I really yeah. am asking you. Why, yeah. why do sometimes you, like, what's your reason? Sometimes it's the language, right? If you say, help me understand, right. or what were you thinking yeah. when you made that decision? Yeah, I have to go back. I go, yeah. why are you doing that? And they look at me like, oh. I'm like, no, no, I'm serious. Right, but the tone is like, I go, I'm, why I'm, would you do that? As opposed to, no, yeah, why I'm, would you do that? Right? Very like, rarely am yeah, I ever No, but that. I mean like, but they might interpret the right. loud and one because you're go, the coach. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm not picking on you. I'm being serious. Like, I really want to know, like, when you do this, what do you think is happening? Like, why do you think you're doing this? Yeah. Oh, when I do this, I feel like that I can do it. Okay, well, now I can help me more because I can explain to you in the context of how you see it. Sure. Why you should do something different. Like, right, you're trying to accomplish I see this. How, I see why yeah. you, just like you said with the lady with the credit cards. Like, once you tell me why you're doing it, I have a better understanding of how you're thinking. And also the negative stuff goes away. You're not, you don't like discipline. You're not a spin crazy right. person. Right. You're not, you're not an spending idiot your paycheck in the bar money. every, in the mall every Saturday exactly. or on Amazon, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 It's fine. Trying to find common ground, trying to find understanding. 
I think it's important in anything in life, whether you're trying to have a significant relationship, whether you're trying to be a good parent, whether you're trying to be a good coach, you know, I mean, like I had somebody ask me one time, like, why do you do this for the charity? I didn't really think about it. Yeah. Because sometimes you just do stuff every day. And I, you know what I, I, I said? I cannot thank veterans enough for letting me live my life. Right. And I trust Randy. Yeah. That the money's going where it's supposed to go. Right. Yeah. That's, I think that's a similar thought that I have with, um, you know, Ben. Ben is a... Ben Askren is uh, one of the co-owners of my academy. And, you know, besides just investing in the academy, like his tutelage and mentorship of of how to do this alone is worth so much that any time that I do something for him, he's willing to, like, pay me for my time. For instance, like, I do some maintenance on his website. He wants to pay me for it. And I feel so wrong about because in my mind... The ledger is very un- unbalanced already. You know. Yeah, what I but mean? he doesn't see it that way. He doesn't. That's what. That's my point. Yeah. Is he does? I know he doesn't. Right? Or else but he wouldn't it, offer to pay you. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's but very simple. It may, yeah. It may, from my like, I always feel like I'm in that debt, in, in a good way. But I, it makes me. The reason I'm bringing it up is, it makes me feel like I owe it to not just myself, but I'm accountable to other people, and I got to do my best on this. It's a form of respect, ultimately, right? right? Like, yeah. you respect him, I respect Randy. Yeah. You know, like, and that's the cool thing, like, I'm able to tell people is, look, this is how the foundation works. Yeah. This is where the money doesn't go. Mm-hmm. This is where the money does go. Yeah. Those are significant differences. Sure. Yeah. That's And that's, the th- I mean, there's been several times that in the last three and a half years that we had ample reason to shut this down. Like, hey, we tried. We gave yeah. it a go, you know? Um and we still aren't where we need to be business as a business, uh, as far as turning a profit and making the money that we need to make to make this a sustainable thing. But at the same time, like I said, I feel like I owe it to them that I have to give it my best shot. And as long as there's still a, a chance that I'm going to keep fighting to make it happen. Yeah. And now I'm glad we did because we're, we're turning that it's corner. Turning the corner. Now. Yeah. You know, we're finally getting there now. Um, but, there's been plenty of times in the last three and a half years that nobody would have blamed me if I gave them all, all the facts, all the books, everything. Like, I know how that like, goes with the charity. I'm like, look, yeah. you just keep banging your head on a wall. Luckily, I have a wife that has a really good job and helps support us and, and put us in a place where I can do this yeah. long enough without getting paid all the time. To make it happen. To keep it going. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's the, the sucky part is when you have to... I mean, a lot of people don't know this and I really want to do a... <clears throat> I want to do... I've always wanted to put together like a a little documentary about TWA. And, and I just mean like a five to 10 minute yeah, yeah. little video. But just to tell the backstory of, um, I just think that a lot of people who are hesitant to try us out, um, I think they need to hear where, what, what it costs to make this happen. And I don't mean just dollars. I mean- Blood, sweat, and tears. Re- relocating. Um, I, can't, I, I was a teacher in my, finished my fifth year of teaching. So I have tenure. Which yeah. is, I can do my job yeah, yeah. other than if I beat up a kid in the hallway, right? <laughs> like, I have to do something pretty bad to get fired after I get tenure. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I was approached with, with a, a raise of a stipend as the head coach where I was. And I had to tell him, like, it's not about the money. Like, I have to relocate because my wife has this opportunity. But I'm going to take this opportunity that she has, and I'm going to make an opportunity for myself as well. Sure. And so when we left Kentucky... 
We sold our house. We made a little bit of money off our house. That went right into the academy. When I left teaching, I cashed out my teaching retirement. So not good financial, right? Like, Should have called me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Here's the thing. When Ben says, do you want to start an academy? Yes, we've talked about this before. Like, yeah. if that opportunity comes, I definitely want to do that. Okay, this is how much I'm willing to put in. Yeah, let's make you it happen. You need to come up with the rest of it. Well, where am I going to come up with the rest of it? I don't have that yeah, yeah. in a savings account. I don't have a parent that I can go, hey. Well, and you got to respect somebody that you just didn't do a GoFundMe and try to have everybody else pay for your mm -hmm. stuff. It's, and this is a good time, and you won't say this, but you got over 50 guys that have trained at your academy that are in the state tournament this year. So, yeah. like, I love you, but you're not a marketing guy. The way You don't brag enough about yourself. Right. So, you know, I, I wasn't planning on talking about this on your podcast, but you're getting results. Sure. You know, these guys are, are, that are coming through your program are winning and, you know, they're achieving their goals. And so, you know, people do need to check that out. And like, you know, people are going to have a chance to bid on, you know, one of the TWA, you know, camps mm -hmm. at our event, you know, so I mean, I really hope people, you know, obviously there's a lot of good coaches out there, but, you know, I know you, I know you take time with your guys. I know you care about them. I know you, you don't, you're not living your second childhood, <laughs> right. like working out your frustration on these kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, that happens. Sure, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I so, can name some. Uh, let's not do that. It's been won't. pleasant. <laughs> this has been fun. Let's not well, do that. <laughs> and the most of the ones I'm thinking of are bigger people that are not from around here, and they definitely most likely don't listen to my podcast. But I'm not going to call people out. But you know, I, I appreciate that the kind words there. And um, well, those are just facts, though. Yeah, and I, I appreciate it though, um, because like you said, because I don't I don't like saying that stuff just because um, I, I always. I always feel like a hypocrite when I'm telling kids that I don't care whether you win or lose. I care about what you're doing. But then I'm going to turn around on Facebook and tell you about all the kids that win. You're going to you know have, I mean? you're gonna have to learn to come to grips with that if you want to be a good recruiter. Well, I, I, I've started <laughs> Not, to be like, you're going to have to. I've started to do, be able to get over things. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I was, didn't want to put out videos because I was self-conscious. And now I'm just like, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I'm going to put it out. Somebody's going to like it. Some people are not going to like it. Some people are going to not care and even not even watch it. But, but you should realize it's 99% of the world don't care. care anyway. Exactly. So do what makes you happy. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that uh, we've had a good talk. For and sure, man. We're Nit right at about an hour. So NitroTickets.com. 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 Get them uh, March 17th at Union Station in Kansas City. Uh, we got the best kids from... From Missouri, Missouri, for sure, and then the bordering states. Bordering states. And then some Senior great Missoula guys. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be awesome. Pomp and circumstance, yeah. Kansas City Union Station. Yeah, it's going to be all Randy's going to be there. You know, Jaden's going to be there. It's going to be giving away free punches to the face. You can just walk up and ask for Rear them. naked chokes. No <laughs> marks. Okay. Just yeah, rear yeah, naked right. chokes. No evidence. Yeah. Just waivers. That's way better. Way better. <laughs> waivers and blackouts. <laughs> I, somebody talking about I think it was uh, Chael was talking about that one time about being somewhere and some guy came up and asked him, like, will you choke me out? Like, I just want to say I got choked out. And then saying, I think he said that somebody else had that happen. And then the person sued him. Yeah, it wasn't him. It was some. No, some, he was talking about somebody some jack else. wagon. Yeah. Right, but that that's that's nuts. But anyway, great talking to you, Dave. Uh, thanks for stopping by. No, man, it's been fun. It's fun to be on the other side of this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I appreciate. It. I appreciate you helping us promote it. I appreciate everything you do, man. You put the literature together, donate to our cause every year, and uh, when when we do what we do, it's awesome to be able to count on guys like you. So we really appreciate it. Heck yeah, awesome. Good talk. Thank you, man. See ya.